This is the Blatcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Yes, welcome to the Blatcast. Just add the way of water. It is our Avatar 2 reaction special. Very excited to be here for each and every one of you. As always, I... I'm Christian Blatt, a semi-regular contributor to the show. The one, the only, Mr. Eric Connor is here with us. Hello, one and all. And you, uh, happy night two of Hanukkah to you, Eric. Uh, toda rabah, toda rabah. I just cursed all of you, by the way. Yeah, no, oh, I no. did notice that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm cursed. And, it's the real subtext uh, of tonight. Also back tonight... Mr. Flobo Boys, new content every day. And, and I'm Flobo, not, I don't celebrate Hanukkah. I'm so glad to be here. Though. And Flobo, Shalom. it's getting so close to the time of year where it's appropriate for me to greet you with a regular greeting. Happy New Happy Year! New- <laughs> Happy New Year. And uh, Marissa Serafini, it has been it has been a minute <laughs> since you've been on the Black Cast. Uh, I, I think... I think it was the the Oscars that A Star Is Born was uh, was up for. I think wow. that was the last time you were on. Uh, That's true. And... I think so. I think you're right. With, with how many Star times did born, you? Though the 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 original? No, the Chris Christopherson one. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> we did we did an episode in 1976, um, before half of this Internet panel was, was born. Yeah. I love how you bring uh, that up because I literally was listening to a song from A Star Is Born soundtrack tonight. So very coincidental. It's like how many times the universe you knew we were going to talk it? to each other again. How many times six did you times end up it theatrically? That is wow. theatrically six times. Six times. times in theater yeah that's, a that's long what movie i love too. is that the record for you six yeah personal record wow i'm quite proud of that nothing has beat it since yeah so yeah well it's a great transition is there any chance that uh, avatar 2 is likely to uh <laughs> <laughs> and have you see that no. six times marissa six times one no, day would no, be the real do, the, do the math i don't know how many hours that would be in theaters that's a lot uh, no, i think hours. that'd be too much water yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'd be, be too, too much water. water, and and then some. You know, no, too much water for me for eighteen hours. I feel like <laughs> I'm actually drowning. You would need to wear a life jacket, and you know, like one of the one of the little like lifesavers, uh, and and I mean that in the sense that it looks like the little candy. Uh, right, the so, one that you like pull out and inflate and brings you to right, the yeah, <laughs> which that, that would tie into another James Cameron vehicle, uh, which would be you know the one about the sinking ships. Uh, but in any <laughs> case, uh, Marissa, you saw this over the weekend, and I had, uh, as you know, I for ages I'd been wanting to find an excellent excuse to bring you back on. So by you seeing that movie, I was like. But now you have to come on. And you're like, no, I can't. I'm traveling. I'm like, what's the day you're traveling? Great. Come on the night before instead of having <laughs> So right. you, you saw like it over the weekend. To do. What format did you see it in? Uh, we'll just I saw it in the proper. Better to do. Right. The IMAX 3D. So yes. I like okay. to think I did it. I saw it properly. And Flobo yeah. and I saw it together. He was my plus yeah. one for the uh, press nice. screening in Burbank. And it was also nice IMAX day. 3D. Eric, uh, did you do the uh, the two D on your Apple Watch? Did you think that that was the best way to watch it? I uh, I illegally downloaded it to my old iPod yeah. Video, 
And <laughs> that's the only way to really watch it is that. It is widescreen. And, yeah. and unfortunately, <laughs> the color's broken on that, so you, it was also black and white. Oh, yeah. No, it was actually very film noir. I mean, I don't know if I saw the same movie as you guys, in fact. Uh, no, I, I did see it on IMAX 3D, although oh, okay. technically the AMC Burbank, it's they call it Limax because it's not really IMAX. Like it's bigger than the average bearer, but it's not really an IMAX, but it looked it's, pretty darn good. It's max enough. OK, max that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, Marissa, uh Yes. What were your thoughts on the first Avatar, uh, and w- how did that inform your decision making when it came to the consideration to see Avatar two? All right. Admittedly, I'm going to make this as short as possible. When the first one came out, I was in college. I was in film school, Flobo, hey. and <laughs> we've talked about this. But I was already in that snooty, uh, you know, mentality. Be like, eh, I don't. And watch that so i totally missed the first you know emo- emotional experience of watching avatar and i missed that whole boat so and i watched it regularly on a regular tv the first time i saw it and then when it came back into theaters just a few months ago yeah. i saw it in um you know for the re-release and to get ready for this one i saw it in imax 3d i was like all right i have a second chance i'm gonna see it properly i did it I was like, all right, I understand why this was such a big deal back in 2009. And I appreciated it. Like, I get it. And it mentally put me in the right space to get excited for Avatar Way of Water. So I was like, I enjoyed it more. I got more out of it the second time around, watching the first one. Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you want to talk about uh, snootiness in film school, uh, I'll point out that uh, Eric is uh, an instructor at the New York Film Academy. And I believe you head up that you're the snootiness chair. Is that your title? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm on the subcommittee. Uh, but oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Quite a chair. Okay. Yeah. And That's I wear right. a monocle during all those subcommittee meetings, long right. cigarette I, holder, though I don't smoke. I forgot yeah. that Nunzio was the grand poobah of all mm-hmm. of that. That. So, just trying to make you laugh by dropping a name of somebody you actually work with. It's <laughs> literally just for you, right? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll share a picture of him later, so then we all yeah, can please back to this moment. I'm like, that was clever. <sighs> that was that was accurate. Uh, I, I'm gonna ask the same question to all of you, but uh, Jason Blair is up late in uh, Austin, so let me share some of his comments. I love how they're all saying Avatar three, four, five, etc. are already greenlit. When I had never heard anyone say. You know what we need is another sequel to is a sequel to Avatar. My apologies. Um, and then Jason also adds, I don't even plan to see this movie, so I don't care if it gets spoiled by so, me being here. Can I, can I, 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 I feel like I felt the same way after the first one, uh, the, the original, I guess, because it came out like around this time. Like I was home for the holidays between film school years and I was like, you know, that's pretty good. But it felt complete. Like I wasn't adverse to a sequel. I just try to rack my brain as to what will be the point of a sequel and we'll get into it. This one basically re not resets, but puts the, the story somewhere else and allows a world to build that way, which is pretty much what I wanted. So like, yeah, I didn't want a direct sequel to avatar, but what we got was a nice start to what a franchise would be. Yeah. I think uh, Eric and I have talked about this in the sense that uh, this is really kind of cinematic aftermash or cinematic golden palace you know the sequel to the beloved property that then became something that you were like oh no 
I mean, B. Arthur's not even in this. Why are they running a restaurant? Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, it, and I, I, I mean, look, I, I agree. I saw the first one and I saw it in, you know, top notch projection. I went to the, the Hollywood arc light back when that was a thing, people wow. in LA. And, uh, I did go in the middle of the movie and like exchange my 3d glasses. Cause I was like, there's gotta be something wrong with these. And then I was like, Oh, Nope. That's just what it looks like. Okay. But, uh, I was, I completely respected the, the technical achievement, the visuals. It was cool. I do remember that I wasn't the only one who said that it was basically dances with Smurfs. It was dances with wolves, adding in the blue people, the commune of the Smurf village. You know, it really, I, I really felt like that's what the first one was. So I have not been excited for any of these. I also do not think that there will be an Avatar 5. I think we're going to see how this one does. And I think he's got three and four done. And uh, I think that uh, there could very well just be Disney calling him in and saying like, yeah, you know, you made that deal with Fox. We're going to give you uh, a couple mil for you to tie up any loose ends, but uh, you're not starting any more of these. You've been shooting three movies concurrently for more than a decade. And, uh, you know, there, it, I, earlier this week, Edie Falco was on The View and she said she filmed her stuff for this movie four years ago and she actually thought that it came out and it must not have done well because no one talked about it because she did it so long ago. She's like, oh, that's coming out now. So she was doing a press tour where she's like, Ugh. I mean, I don't even remember being in this movie. <laughs> Want to talk about The Sopranos or Nurse, or Nurse Jackie? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, I, I agree with Lobo. I was not looking for, I, I was not looking to return to Pandora. And uh, first person to make a Spotify joke gets a nickel. Uh, Eric, after you saw the original Avatar, uh, what were your thoughts of that movie and sort of looking forward? It, you know, when I saw that, I was it 2009 it came out? I was trying to remember, right? Yeah, it was nine. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, I think. Yeah, Marissa seems to have done her homework. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just remember because I was already in my early film school days. And I was yeah, already man. just old. Um, but I but I have to admit I, I loved Avatar. When yeah, I, I was saw. I was 33. I'd gotten yeah. married. I mean, yeah, so many doors were closed. Oh, I me. got you yeah. beat there. I, I had <laughs> so a kid. I already had all um, right. You, all was, right, you win. This is this I, is, you I, know I, what? This is why I don't like the role you on. of old Jew is me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I don't just dye my beard to to look more sophisticated on the second night of Hanukkah. <laughs> you know, I, I saw the first one in the theater and I remember getting excited for the idea of like my son was like one at the time. And I'm like, I can't wait till like I can take him to this because I really thought that first one I've I've been such a fan of James Cameron. I mean, I mean, probably all of us are uh, to varying degrees. It's hard to it's hard to find someone who's like, yeah, I don't really see the big deal or, about James Cameron. I mean, for somebody to say I don't like any of his movies, it, look, that's a, you're entitled to that opinion, but, but you're an asshole. No, no, it's not even that. I just feel like most people probably at least like, you know, the first Terminator or Aliens or, you know, something. There's something that in his. Right. And it's not even role. about liking a James Cameron movie. It's, it's about like, at least you've heard about his movies. You know who he is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. James Box Cameron. office. And you yeah, know, and by the way, uh, 
Titanic was the movie that I eventually dragged myself into seeing in the theater because I was like, if I see it for the first time and remember we, our TVs were old little box TVs in those days. I'm like, if I see it for the first time, like that, crank on the side. You know, where I have to, where I have to switch the VHS cassettes in the middle of the movie, there's like so much less chance of me enjoying it. So I completely related to what you were saying, Marissa. It was like, if I'm going to see it in the theater, I was talking to my wife about this movie tonight and she's like, I don't really want to, I don't really need to see it, but if I'm going to ever see it, I need to see it in the theater in 3D and IMAX. And to Eric's point, my son really wants to see it because he is really enthralled with the ocean. And he wants, at least right now, he wants to be an oceanographer, possibly a marine biologist. So I'm like, I watched this movie sort of through those eyes a little bit. And I was just like, I mean, that doesn't even need to be good. You know, he's never seen anything in 3D before. I mean, yeah. even in the world, we keep him in, you know, we keep him in a 2D room. Oh, uh, what? With, yeah. <laughs> just fat polygons. <laughs> we've got, one of, we've like got one of those. Uh, movie. Everything's very We've got flat. one of those. You know, we've got one of those Cyclops from the X-Men visors on him. At all times. <laughs> so really, he just doesn't see anything. But back to your point, Eric, I'm sorry. So when you saw the first one, you were excited about bringing the, the littlest Connor. Yeah, uh, to see it. Yeah, and now um, I went and saw it uh, because I was nobody's plus one. Um, I went with. I took family. you to see Love and Thunder. Settle I down. I know, I know. And I took you to the the, the werewolf. The werewolf one. by night. I know. So, yeah, so, so right even. now we're even. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep it that. You guys way. are bickering on air. It's awesome. And also, I, I I bought you this thing. I bought you a Picard, man. I'm keeping yeah. this now. This stuffed Picard That's is right. now going to stay. I'm, I'm traumatized by Jean Luc after season two of his show. But please finish your thought. So, uh, yeah. So I saw this with my guys. Uh, my older guy son is 14, younger is 11, and I mean, seeing it with them definitely added something to it. You know, I and like for sure. you know, for them too. It, it, the re-release, in fact, was their first time seeing it in 3D. You know, the original Avatar, and. Uh, one of the few times they've seen any 3D. I mean, most of the 3D releases we've had over the past few years have been sort of, you know, like not necessarily stuff shot for 3D or shot in 3D, stuff that was kind of, uh, you know, retconned into 3D, usually not very well. Did, uh, but did they enjoy, yeah. did they enjoy uh, the uh, 3D Ingmar Bergman Film Festival you took them to? Well, of course. I mean, yeah. you know, this is how are they going to learn about the sorrow and the pity if I don't take them to those films? <laughs> but yeah, they I, I and I have to say, like, I I'm kind of a sucker, I think, for James Cameron's films. Like even the first Avatar. Yes, I knew it was Dance with Wolves and was it Fern Gully, uh, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, the storylines, I mean, Titanic, they say Jack and Rose like a hundred times. But yet at the same time, despite also, having gone to film school and having that, I don't know, picky brain, I just, every time, I feel like I'm just, it works for me. You know, like my whatever, you know, deeper thinking kind of takes a, a little bit of a rest. And I just kind of get lost in his worlds. And I, I did with this one even, even though there's definitely issues with it. But I will go see it again. And I'll definitely see it again in IMAX and 3D because... I don't think seeing it at home is going to improve the experience I, at all. I've just, so. I've just figured it out. Can you take my wife and kid to see it? So that, anytime uh, I can just see it the one time. Perfect. <laughs> of course. Um, 
By the way, uh, Jason Blair also all over the chat. Speak for yourself. Titanic looked great on Laserdisc on my 27-inch Tony Triniton XRB. Oh, okay, okay. As long all as you right. hooked it all up right. with an S-video cable. That is so specific, though. Like, who had laser? Okay. Oh, well, props to you, Mr. Blair. But <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. It's the S-cable. The S-cable. Apparently. I'm just a square. No. I feel like the S-cable is absolutely the difference. Uh, you know, I used to hook my, lap, my laptop up with an S-cable so that I could watch MLT, MLB TV on my actual television back before it was just as simple as having an app, but I digress. So Marissa, that's, that's your feeling yes. heading into this. And mm-hmm. then you take in all three hours and 12 minutes of, uh, and by the way, my friend, Dan Reinish, who uh, lives in uh, Manitoba, he said it was three hours and 21 minutes. And I said, Oh no, don't lie like that. It's three hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> Um, so add more to it. <laughs> the Canadian oh, cut is longer. There, there, there's got to oh, be a cut. Yeah, the Canadian cut is that. Well, it's because yeah. of the exchange rate. So for it to actually be worth the amount of money they charge, they have to put in an extra ten minutes. They just slow uh, it down a little. I, I hope he. I hope he appreciates that joke. I'm going to send it to him. But anyway, so Marissa, you sit down for basically you know you have to take a day off of work to see this movie <laughs> but yeah. uh so what do you think of you know the movie as as it starts and as it unfolds and unfolds and unfolds and unfold you know continues to it unfold basically keeps unfolding like the reptiles that we get pulled into with these water um <laughs> yeah i mean visually i was excited for it because like Again, seeing seeing the first one just fairly recently, I, I knew what I was getting into for this one. And being now of the with the movie film experience that I have going into this, I was like really excited to look forward to it, um, to, to watching this one. And yeah, visually fun, colors, beautiful, gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's James Cameron. I mean, he, he sets the bar pretty high. Um, but man, and I'm like, I'm such a big fan of story. And I gave him too much credit to think that there was going to be a good story to follow for three hours and 12 minutes. And surely that was not the case. And I, cause I saw this, I mean, I wasn't any of your plus ones, but I was plus one <laughs> with my boyfriend. <laughs> and after seeing it, I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, that was basically a glorified swimming montage. If you take all the swimming out, and add somewhat of the fake story that they had, it could be an hour and 45 minute movie. But take the swimming out and re- you're like, you're not really missing anything other than the fact that, yes, I get it. They're, they moved to a different location. They're learning a different culture, learning the ways of the water. Um, but man, it got to the point where I was like, okay, they're, they're still swimming. Shoot. <laughs> like, breathe for air. And it, it got to the point it got too long. And it, and that way, and it took me out of it a lot of this movie. And maybe it's just my ADD, but I was like three hours and twelve minutes was like way yeah. too long well, to watch watch four or five people swim the entire film. It's interesting, <laughs> honestly. Because, uh, you know, it's sort of like the argument of uh, you know against the the Lord of the Rings trilogy is like how much walking can they do? They're still walking. <laughs> Have they been walking for three movies? Like, get a get a bus or something. But anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I I agree. I think that uh, I think an hour forty five, you're cutting too much. But you know what? This three hour and twelve movie, this three hour and twelve minute movie, you could turn it into a two hour and twelve minute movie. I think it wouldn't be that hard, you know. Uh, but 
uh, I, at the same time, I think that uh, a lot of the visuals uh, and again, I'm watching it in the way of like, oh my gosh, my, my kid's going to love like the, the giant whale creatures, you know, not so much when they're being poached and whatnot, but you know, <laughs> get some valuable lessons out of that. So mm-hmm. my uh, difference of opinion is that I, I thought that the story was fairly thin, but the characters I found better and more interesting and some of they made me care about them. I was like, damn it, Cameron, why am I caring? Damn it, Cameron, why am I caring about this blue family? Because I do. <laughs> damn it, Bobby. And I because I cared about them. And I was like, you know, let's be honest, the, the one that died is the one I cared about the least. But you know, uh exactly. you know, if there was one I didn't care about Tuke at all either. I was like, oh, she's she was a little too one? young for yes, well, she was too I, young. To do much. anything, I've yeah, I've got a five year old daughter, so I anything. have to say I was worried about her a few times. But the oldest yeah. brother, you could have definitely put the Expendables logo on his forehead. I mean, I knew was he like, was wait, die. I got an oh, idea that, for some yeah. ink. It's that joke uh, from uh, but, Hot Shots. Uh, his name translates loosely to dead meat. Right, exactly. So I thought that, uh, you know, so I was impressed just because I thought that the 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 storytelling was so light in the first one. And, you know, I think that they because talking to my son about this, like he's seen ads for it. He's seen trailers when we see other movies. He's seen posters because we live in L.A. There's posters everywhere. And, you know, he was talking about that he felt like he should see the first one. And I'm like, I kind of don't know that it's seven. I want him to see the first one because like the military industrial stuff was like so much more amped up. And I'm like, I got to work. It's like, so I'd have to watch it again before he watches it. Which means I'm watching the first one twice. I don't even like it. I'm just like, you know what? Let's go see the second one. And then if you really like it, maybe, you know, you can watch the first one on your birthday in July or something. But so I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what I thought uh, in terms that I thought that the storytelling, while still I would not describe it as strong, but stronger than the first. Uh, Flobo, yeah. uh, I know uh, you, you had to go on a walkabout a couple times during the yeah, movie. Yeah, so uh, the, second, the second time was definitely a, a bladder break. So uh, yeah. even though I'll say I didn't feel like... Which, by the way, anybody break. who knows me knows that uh, if you've been to a movie with me, you've seen me get up to go to the bathroom at least once, sometimes yeah. as many as three times. You held on. You held on. I, I sat through the whole movie, but that's because the free sodas they gave were the small size. So oh, I just yeah. I, <laughs> rookie mistake. Yeah. yeah uh, the first time I, I got up was because I was getting a migraine with the, <laughs> the 3D yeah. stuff. So yeah. I slipped out and got myself. Was the, it was the specifically it was the frame rate, I thought you said you thought it was yeah like there were parts of it that looked like it was a video game. And I know that's uh, that someone said that on the way out, but there was like a like someone a 90- who said that on the way out was me. Oh yeah, this one guy he was just I don't know look at a weird some uh, idiot. <laughs> yeah, there were parts of it that looked like it was like twenty four frames and some were yeah. twenty nine and yeah. some were like sixty. I, 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 so at first my brain was like, bro, what am I focusing on? In the first thirty minutes, I had to step out and pop an Excedrin. Yeah. Um, which and is- by the way, uh, Jason Blair again just uh, just hitting the speed bag. The way of just- water is a reference to the viewers' bladders and not the plot. It's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> yeah. Visually, it's stunning. And Jason Blair had a comment about visual selling a movie. I think that's really what movies well, if you, have. Look, if you're going to reference it, I'll bring it up. Oh, please. Uh, haven't we gotten to the place where visuals can't sell a movie anymore? There's literally nothing that CGI can't do anymore. Bad effects can take you out of a movie, 
but effects alone can't be the sole thing to sell a movie. Um, Maybe I, as a, a construct, yeah. But you think about like romantic comedies, except for Crazy Rich Asians, which I went to support minorities. Uh, I haven't seen a romantic comedy in theaters in like 15 years, right? Because all the story is great, but it's like I can take that. All home, right, but wait, hold you on. Can't... This is this is Flobo's way to remind everyone that he's single. Okay, that's why you <laughs> haven't seen a romantic comedy in a theater. Uh, because I see I see almost all of them. Uh, I mean, <laughs> poor guy. I, I, I even saw Must Love Dogs in theater and oh even my, my wife even so my did wife I. even my wife didn't like that one. Though. I have a dog here right <laughs> now and I wouldn't see that. Right. But then like this is kind of a big deal. It's like, oh well, I don't really like the first movie, but it was visually stunning. And so I think that is a draw for this one. And I think we got there, we got enough story to be like Okay, it wasn't a waste of my time, but I think that's the draw. That's why we get those Marvel movies, not because we love superheroes, it's because we pay for spectacle. Yeah, no, I think that uh, I, I think that you're right, and so I think that you can't solely sell a movie on the spectacle. But look, I think the CGI. I mean, there are times that yes, this looked like a video game because the, but that's more of a testament to how realistic video game characters look now. I mean, I haven't really been a regular video game guy since the original Nintendo Entertainment System. So if you don't look like Super Mario 3, you know, obviously you're going to look no, more that realistic. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. First of all, raccoons don't fly, but let's. <laughs> okay, <something>. Grandpa. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm out of the video game. All right. You're telling me you're telling me that they do. You're telling me raccoons fly. All right. You know what? what? Do, I don't know. Look, the, your neighborhood in Queens, maybe they did. Okay. I don't know. Brooklyn. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <It's the wrong laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 718 area code. Does it really matter? No. Yes, it, uh, it makes all the difference. Both my parents are from Brooklyn. Trust me, it makes all the difference. Better bagels. You never say Queens to this. <laughs> it's fine. You know, he's a Mets fan, and the only thing that would have made sense. I forgot that. I, I, you've told me before you're from Brooklyn. So my apologies. Uh, but in any case, uh, I don't know. I do think that uh, that the visuals go a long way because, you know, something else that, uh, you know, really Jason's the only one in the chat tonight because it's honestly, it's because it's past Dominica's, uh, Dominica Saxon's bedtime. He, he gets up too early in Idaho. Um, what he did say earlier, the only plus of this movie is that I hear it might get people back to being invested in 3D home theater again because he has a 3D capable 4k sony projector i'm on board with that i'm never interested in 3d in my house i i I don't need it i I had a friend who had a 3d uh, tv once and we watched something on it and it was like the glasses didn't fit right and i couldn't turn my head that way i was just like no i don't i don't need that at home it's cool at the movie theater um but uh your thoughts eric sort of on the the visuals the 3d spectacle and then we can get back to the movie itself but in terms of this uh, this idea that the spectacle might not be enough to bring people to the theater i i mean look i've i've only ever seen 20 minutes of a fast and furious movie and i assume that the only reason anybody ever sees them i I think i saw like 20 minutes of like five uh on on hbo once at a friend's house and i i look you just some of us know some things aren't for us. Someone here, and I won't say who, just knows that they're not going to like Marvel movies and tends to not see them. But again, I won't identify anyone who I know feels that way because they don't want they don't want to be chastised. Although that person does see them anyway. But I look, I just know it's like yeah, they're not for me. Okay, I, and it's fine. They're for other people. It's fine. You know, romantic comedies not for Flobo because uh, he's dead inside. <laughs> 
I yeah. still watch it because they're in the theaters. I had the Netflix <laughs> key one. Oh, no, no, no. A Castle yeah. of Christmas and Brooke Shields was a classic, man. It came out last year. <laughs> he puts the chill in Netflix and basically is what he's saying. <laughs> Don't mess up Flobo's game here. Come on. I know, Chris. Come That's on. true. I'm sorry. I know. I'm trying to. We well, do you. know I am the queen of Hallmark. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, Just they throw that out there. But they know, finally have a Hanukkah movie, by the way. Do they really? Oh, really? Well, yes, they've they had do. Hanukkah movies. They've they had did? Hanukkah on Rye. You're talking about Hanukkah on Rye. They've had Hanukkah movies in the past. Wait, but you dismissed just, them. Wait, just that. Wait, Hanukkah on Rye. No, I just totally it, watched wait, one last week. The movie is called Hanukkah on Rye. Is it set at Rye Playland? The uh, oh, no. Someone would end up with an arm missing if it was at Rye Playland. <laughs> <laughs> Action yeah, Park. Um, Action Marissa, Park. Just to, just to give some credit mm. for your bona fides. You did handle all of the Hallmark content uh, during your time at After Buzz TV, right? I mean, unless I'm wrong, you were on every show no, about Hallmark. I was right? the one who spearheaded it there. Yeah. So, yes. And I actually know the writer who wrote Hanukkah and Rye this weekend. So, there you go. All right. Just throwing that credibility out. Is, is the sequel Hanukkah with a side of Golden's mustard? <laughs> no, no. But it is, it is a new Hanukkah movie. But yeah. they have had Hanukkah movies in the past, but we oh, digress. Cool. Well, this is the first one that Eric's wife made him watch. No, no, we haven't watched. No, first one you're probably it. interested in. And, and by yes, the way, because yes, we all do know each other. Uh, <laughs> one member of our temple is in it. Uh, oh, she, cool. she moved to Manitoba uh, with her husband, and yes, she has a role in it. So, uh, or a bagel. In I, it. It's so funny because when you said we all yes, know see? each other, I thought you meant the four of us, and I'm like, no, I know. <laughs> I see. Um, all right. So, uh, Eric, the idea of the, the spectacle being an attraction and uh, if, if that was enough to keep you and, and the young Connors engaged in yeah. this film. You know, it, it's, it's funny because, like, I think it's when spectacle and emotion kind of go together. Because, like, I mean, there's plenty of movies that have spectacle that you feel just sort of nothing when you watch it. And I feel like James Cameron's films, this one, the story, I mean, trust me, I, I, we're bringing up like the various siblings in the family. And I thought the family stuff was actually kind of nice in terms of like actually having some kind of gravitas to it. But I also realized like I couldn't tell the brothers really apart from each other. I found their voices were kind of similar. And Agreed. so when one of them doesn't make it, it doesn't quite have the impact that you think it would. But yet at the end, I the spectacle did help the emotion. Like I totally buy into these are real creatures. Like some of those moments, particularly when they're halfway in the water, that's those moments I thought were just the visuals there. I mean, just the photorealism of something that's not real at all. That's stunning to me. And that's the moments where I'm like totally pulled in where the spectacle, I'd say, transcends the spectacle. But to uh, Flip, I think you're bringing up about the frame rate. And, you know, remember back in the day when Blu-rays first launched at like Best Buy? And you'd yeah. go in and it was like X-Men 3 was playing and it looked like a home video, except it's, uh, I don't know, Dark Phoenix in your home video. Right. Um, <laughs> it had a couple of moments. It was weird because you're right. It wasn't consistent. It almost looked like it was different frame rates and different scenes. Well, right? I mean, Eric, I think that's the perfect way to describe yeah. it, because when they would have the displays at, at Best Buy or at Costco, the TV wouldn't be set right for it. 
Right. You know, it would be on the Mm -hmm. setting for like live sports or something. So nothing would really look right. So you kind of, there were moments where it it just didn't feel right. And I remember saying to Flobo, there were only a handful of sequences where everything on screen was human actors on a practical set. There's a couple of uh, you know things on the carrier and like going into the little, I don't mm-hmm. know, the little, the little submersibles are. If they, if they merchandise this movie better, I'd know what all the vehicles were called. But, uh, you know, that's where George Lucas has the leg up on Cameron. He's like, oh, I can sell these at Christmas. Don't worry. But, <laughs> and it felt like, because it was the only thing practical in the movie, it was like, it felt like I was watching something that had been shot on like, I don't know, no, I was going to say an iPhone, but no, it was like a shot on a camcorder. You know, it just like right. looked so different. It was jarring because you get so used to seeing these, you know, digitally rendered characters, you know, and uh, it's almost like, oh, they should have just digitally rendered some humans. You know, they should have uh, used that uh, Grand Moff Tarkin effect from Rogue One, you know, where you create people out of thin air. But apparently that apparently artificial intelligence is uh, frowned upon these days. So. <laughs> But, you know, pay the actors, but then, you know, render them in a way. Do like rotoscoping, you know, where you just you take them and like, oh, we got it. But now we're going to color it in. Um, did you experience any sort of fatigue from the visuals, Marissa? You know, any of the effects or any of that? Or did you feel like that part was consistent for you, even if the story left you wanting? Uh, no, actually, you think I would, but honestly, I visually I was sucked in and I watched the entire thing. I didn't have to get up to go to the bathroom or anything, but I felt fatigued more so because I just it felt long. My legs were cramping up and like I'm a fairly active person, so I wasn't moving for three hours. And, you know, someone who's like me, who's like constantly moving, I was like, all right, now it's, it's long. So I was tired in that way. Like, yeah, it, it's whereas like, on the other hand, I, I want to the clock. Yeah, on the other hand, I once didn't move for three months. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it feels different. I'm sorry, I interrupted you just for a dumb joke. But no, I mean, I think it, it could testament. also be a testament to my new contacts that, like, fixed me 2020. So, like, I, I saw yeah. it perfectly clear. But, no, visually, I wasn't. I think the color palette, like, really kept kept me awake and, you know, just drew my eye the entire time. Like, not once was I visually bored. I'll give them that. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. You de- you definitely don't want to make a film like this, and then people come out thinking, I don't know, the visuals were were really dull at some point, you know. Um, but uh, so the the story definitely left you wanting, but you were, felt that the visuals worked. So the length seems to be the the biggest problem, and. Uh, you know, look, I think that uh, in in this calendar year, I've seen movies that were long that didn't feel quite as long, you know, like my knock on black Panther Wakanda forever had nothing to do with the running time. I was like, nah, that that seemed to work enough for me, but the Batman was what 15 minutes longer. And it felt like it was an hour and a half longer. I mean, you know, the Batman is what 13 minutes shorter than this. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel that way, you know, so that so the pacing was okay, But man, this is one of those things where they are 
working towards sequel after sequel after sequel. I, I didn't even remember because I didn't rewatch the movie. I wanted to go and see it when I was in theaters because I thought that would have been helpful. But uh, I didn't get I did not remember Sigourney Weaver was in the first one. I, oh, wow. <laughs> I just didn't remember because what? I hadn't seen it in like 12 years. You, blo- you blocked it out. Yeah. It traumatized yeah. you too much. It's a big deal, though. It wasn't like there's a character in the background having some snacks. Yeah, she's the one that created the Avatar <laughs> for them to do the whole thing. So you got to give Sigourney Weaver I mean, credit. I, I, re- I remember that she's in Ghostbusters. You know, you know like powerful women, Christian admitted. Sure. You just you you get intimidated yeah. by powerful oh, yeah, that's really women. You're right. No, no, you're absolutely right. So uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh I honestly I, I wasn't expecting her to be in this one again because right. when I saw when she the daughter, I can just tell because you know, if you watch enough Sigourney Weaver movies, you know she has those physical attributes and mannerisms, so you could just pick up on it, the way she speaks with her mouth and stuff. And then when we saw the daughter speak, I was like, oh, my God, that's totally Sigourney Weaver, but just a younger character. Yeah, yeah. So and then, you know, they tied her to Grace. And I was like, all right, that's now they have Sigourney again. Smart. Sure. I'm for it. Can we talk about that for one sec? Because that was maybe the weirdest of the choices they made was basically the the thing we didn't see in the first Avatar was everyone apparently was screwing because Mm -hmm. the evil general had a kid. Sigourney Weaver had a kid, like, yeah. and I'm like, what? okay, like, if it was one of those two, maybe. The fact they went to that well twice was a little odd, and then, of course, on top of that, they could just download their memories into new forms, and and that was one of those, like, it, it felt like maybe they were trying just too hard to bring back some of those actors, and again, both those actors are terrific. I mean, I never will get tired of either of them. Um, although I didn't see Don't Breathe 2 because I think, I don't know, he, making that guy a hero in the second one, I wasn't, a, I wasn't up for that <laughs> after the first one. But I, I thought that was such a bizarre choice that James Cameron made. Like, it felt almost like they were tying themselves in knots to keep those actors. No, I completely agree, too, because I was like, yeah, they're great actors in and of themselves, but also... We're stuck with the same villain for two full movies and now right. another one. Yeah. And like 13 years have passed and we're still stuck with the same villain. It doesn't feel like there's any progression or any satisfaction when we saw the his initial death in the first one. So I'm like, are we really sticking to the same people? You can't find other good actors to play bad villains? Really? Yeah. That was a big no, peeve of mine. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like uh, I, I don't know. It's not it, look. He's great, but it's also like you, you, you don't have to. There's there's other bad guys out there. You know, it's like yeah. j- you know, is J.K. Simmons busy? Like, I mean, you can't afford J.K. Simmons. Honestly, probably. Yeah, yeah. Actually, was, that's for, true. <laughs> he, he was too busy getting jacked. You know, so yeah. uh, and then to tie into Sigourney Weaver, uh, Jason says if Avatar three has Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson, it'll make six billion dollars. Fair. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, and you might Potts, not be wrong. Annie Potts as well. Don't leave her out. What about Rick Moranis? I mean, come on now. Let's. <laughs> he's uh, kind of uh, retired. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of retired. Yeah, he's. Um, but uh, well, we, need, so, we do need the gatekeeper. <laughs> That's true. We all uh, Flobo. Yeah. Uh, so we've uh, we've explored sort of you know the things that made you uh, get up and take a walk around Burbank just to uh, rest your eyes. Yeah. But uh, what was there from storytelling, whether it's you know the writing or the visuals or performances? Yeah. Which performances might be a little bit hard to quantify in a film like this. 
what do you feel like connected you connected with the strongest like were there moments were there characters that you're like okay this is what i i, I feel like this is keeping me in my seat other than those two little walkabouts yeah uh for me it was a world building not necessarily the the the, the, the tribe themselves of the, the water people <laughs> but rather you know you kind of assume i have to apologize i assumed that all navvies were woodland right so to yeah. see that world building very much like how john wick was kind of the background things are building as it going which is pretty cool um to me that was a counterbalance because i did not like spider in this film at all i felt like everything was reverse engineered for that kid so whenever time he was not on screen and we're learning how to swim i was like cool don't go back to that dude who just happens to be there so that's what the balance was left and right uh yeah i i didn't love spider first of all this is a terrible character name you know i mean it's like there's a lot you know if you had to give him an animal name he could he, i don't know well you couldn't you couldn't name him hedgehog because that's ron jeremy and we don't talk about him anymore but there's he could have been a badger you know, I mean, there, there's so many other animals he could have been, and uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that 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 whole character, I was just like, why did it, this guy not kill him? Because he's like, you're not really my kid. At some point, why did that kid not get thrown in the water by somebody? I, I don't know. Um, so you're basically saying everything except for Spider. <laughs> yeah. Solo. Yeah. You know. There was like a, it was a whole different mood and vibe, but then you have this human character amongst these navvies who had, tries to live amongst them, but like inorganically, but then is a helper, but then a double agent, but then uses a leverage piece that was not really quite earned, but it gets earned anyway. I just, everything that was a misstep for me, every wrong note on the DDR machine <laughs> involved Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, the fact that uh, he's able to basically sink that aircraft carrier, you know, just by, you know, he's he's definitely not being detained properly. Uh, so, yeah, I guess there there's some weak moments in there. But I do agree that that was the thing after I saw it that I felt like they did a good job with the world building because the water tribe and all of that was, it was new, it was different. So I found it all to be interesting and, you know, making me care a little bit about some of these new characters, you know, the, uh, well, you know, the, the brothers of like, I don't know, the King, I don't know what his role was, whatever he was, who were like, Oh, we're going to trick you into coming way out here and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully drown you, you know, <laughs> that was basically what it seemed like their plan was, you know, yeah. He made me look bad in front of everybody, so uh, we'll make sure you drown. But uh, you know, so it's it, you know, it, it. I I think that it was again. It just it goes back to like more than the first one, but still not like amazing. But the the building the world of the the water, the titular water in the way of water. I thought that they did a really good job with that. And I agree with you, Melissa, uh, Melissa, Marissa, sorry, uh, that they spent so much time with the water, you know, with like each drip. of the. It's like, okay, it does look (laughs) cool, but uh, is it that cool that we got to spend that much time with it? Um, But I, I do think that sort of the, 
the one thing that was very indulgent was the like humpback whale creatures like when we first meet them you know and the one that's like the outcast and he first gets to meet him and yeah i know these characters have names but come on really i i don't even remember all the blue people's names so i'm gonna remember the whale character uh <laughs> let's just call him free willy um, but <laughs> i thought the exact same thing i was like okay it's so basically free willy basically free willy yeah. got it got it yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that like that stuff. I thought that developing it was good. It was interesting, um, but yeah, I mean, you can you, you you could trim five minutes here, twenty minutes there. I get it, all that. But I don't know. It did work for me on that level, though. Um, but um, what do you feel, Marissa? Were the strongest things like you know? So the storytelling was a little light, but were there? you know did you think that the the usage of the the flashback sort of to uh sigourney weaver's character anything like that was anything interesting to you like oh i'm surprised uh are we interested to know who the father is do we care about that does that have us coming yeah. back to avatar 3 i'm interested now because now we know people were screwing around and getting busy and so if yeah. you're going to leave that open ended and like bring that to the audience now just out of curiosity, we're going to figure out who are the parents because we, we know the mother, we know the father, but we don't know the, the significant others. So I was like, maybe that'll probably be something that answers in the third movie. So we have to wait for that. So like they brought up a lot of things to obviously answer later. And I'm already annoyed with that because who knows how long we have to wait to the next one. Um, so, but I get it. It's done though, right? Storytelling. It could come out next year if they wanted to. Isn't it done? You would think. Yeah. Stretching out though. Right. But exactly. And it's like, all right, sure. Intrigue just for pure curiosity's sake. But I mean, (laughs) it's the same characters though. So I'm not, it's like, yeah, I think the only new people that we got were the the family minus one. And yeah. uh, but I do I do have to say I do like the combination of two different tribes. Now I mean the first one was all the forest people, and learning that world, but now bringing it and expanding the world, and then adding more characters and having this um, you know camaraderie, I guess you could say, and brotherhood, what what have you, with more people. There's going to be a big war in the future of some sort. We don't know, but. Now we have like double the amount of people. It's gonna be that's gonna be visually cool to look forward to. I have a question. Does it bother anyone that the forest people had like no skills that it could transfer over? Like it was a one-way learning thing. It's like thanks for techniques. Bye. You know, we just ruined your entire kingdom. I'm not sure how the water people yeah. though would do on the vines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, with those big dummy hands, like that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fingers. You know, I think what. Uh, what Flobo doesn't realize is that sometimes you need to stay in your own lane, you know, and <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way that uh, Pandora was created, which is like, no, these people stay here. Those people stay there. And then it's like, like you can travel and you can go visit the other tribe, but uh, I don't know that you're going to, you know, do that well. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, earlier today, uh, Eric and I were talking a little bit about uh, this movie when we were recording something else, and that's when I, re- I that's when I um, basically drafted you. Uh, uh, you were conscripted into the Blackcast Army to join us tonight, so I appreciate that. But uh, the idea that 
there probably won't be quite so many sequels, I think, is something that we were in agreement on, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, honestly, my hope of hopes, which is not going to happen, would be the third one is basically they have to go to Earth, you know, because I think that's a way to, like, vary it because I, I don't see, like, the third one would be what exactly? More people come to the same place, they go to another planet, I don't know, but that idea if they really wanted to make this kind of a closed trilogy, it would make sense if they, you and I were talking before about like, in essence, the Terminator 2 plot of like, try to cut this thing off at the pass, go to Earth and in essence, take out all the armies that were going to come their way. But it, it seems like, they've already, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it seems like they already have a lot of the third one in the can already. So um, I know he, he had said some kind of statement about if, this one doesn't do so great. The third one can be kind of wrapped up with a bow, but I'm really curious now. It's like, okay, so the third one, they didn't really, I, I, it, you know, Marissa, what you were saying about like the sort of intrigue for the next one, you're right. It's kind of like, it's not really intrigued. It's like, I don't really care who the parents are. That's not the mm. thing that's going to keep me up at night for the next two years. Uh, mm, you know, I, well, maybe listen, I know you, you are very into genealogy. Uh, with the fine Blatt name and the, the Blatt heritage. I get it. Uh, but I, 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 as much as I enjoyed this one, I don't know if they've necessarily given us so much that would make us thirst for a third one in two years or three years. So, uh, I, I mean, I think James Cameron, I mean, he's he's coming off a kind of like a jerk in interviews recently. He's just throwing shade on the Marvel universe and everything else. And it's like, you, you know, know, that's your same parent company, right? And you yeah. know that what you do is not that different for Scorsese and Tarantino to talk the way that they do about right. Marvel movies. You do something very different. James Cameron doesn't do something different than what right. Taika Waititi and the Russo brothers do. You know, it's like, you're, you know, you, you know, his, his storytelling style is different, whatever, but it's like, you're well, making demographics big... are the same. Yeah, you're making Sorry, big spectacle you movies, you know? Right. It's like you, you're in the same league as these guys, and it is the same parent company. Do you want them to give you enough money to do the fifth one, you know? Avatar and, 4 uh, maybe is the straight-to-video one that, with a really low budget. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. get Lorenzo Lamas to be in it, you know? Dude, uh, Lorenzo Lamas is badass, Circa 1989. But, uh... but, he, but he's affordable. <laughs> Yeah. He's an affordable. Wow, I think he's tied up on the Renegade reboot, though. So, <laughs> well, I look at like the the Divergent series. They didn't finish their franchise no, when the money not, ran out. Didn't I they mean, put did, one but... on like a streamer or something? They were or... saying that. That's what Shalene Woodley dropped. He's like, I'm not doing TV, and that was a wrap. Yeah. Well, there was a, but I mean, if you Aaron think Rogers, about another, they were bad. <laughs> another big intellectual property that uh, you know just sort of went away was uh, Chronicles of Narnia, because. Like yes. Land of Rich and Wardrobe, yeah. I think was really well done. Uh, you know, they really leaned into the uh, lion equals Jesus angle, but you know, it's it's C.S. Lewis, so yeah, that's what you're going to take away from the source. Wait material. a minute, that's what it was about? Yeah, I'm sorry, they they didn't tell you, did oh, they? <laughs> symbolism, man, it was symbolism. Yeah. symbolism. but I'm going to put uh, on my Creed album now and just relax. Then they ha then they had the one where they were on the boat. My own pre Prince Caspian. Yeah, and then and then Disney's yeah. like, we're gonna go ahead and tap out now. So I think the third one came out, but then they stopped making them. And you know, I mean, obviously Disney was like, we're gonna we're gonna do Harry Potter business with this. And I mean, it's like, 
it's kind of like why Lion, the Witch and Wardrobe was the only one that people knew, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the other stories were so different and it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't really a through line. So it, you know, yeah. I mean, when you have the, I, I don't know. I mean, then have that's you ever read the books. Now, did you, read you the ever books? actually, I did. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I have all of them. I read the first one because I yeah. liked the animated movie of it. So I read that. Uh, I was more I of a it. I was more of a wrinkle in time guy, and that's yeah, another me thing too. that isn't a franchise. Yes, not only wrinkle. Yes. So what? And and you know, it's not what we set out to talk about. But do you do you understand why they it wasn't going to work as a film series because the the books were so different? Or I think yeah, and I think it's like there's if you read all of them, there are so many different ones. There are too many stories. Yeah. Well, it's the same me. thing. There's like twenty Oz books, so. but. There was exactly. only really the Wizard of Oz, and then they did that other one in the eighties, you know. But yeah, uh, and then of course Wicked. <laughs> but I think I think we're losing the through line here if I'm talking about Wicked. But I think it's a, a to, to put it back for a look. I think a lot of the issues with Narnia or even John Carter, for example, is that there's so many properties yep. that were inspired by that material that when that came out, you're like, oh, I think I've seen this before. <laughs> it's like it became like inverse right. derivative. You know what I mean? Like a kind of right. Like a, it's like it's like oh, you have to watch Abbott and Costello because they're really funny. But yet, like it, Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny does that shtick, and that's what you've seen already. Right. You yeah. know, so it's a lot but of really like, oh, I can watch. Uh, no, but like, really, you should watch Laurel and Hardy first because they came up first, yeah. right? Exactly. And, and then the and poor, it's just what's that? Well, I was gonna say the poor Golden Compass oh. came out, and everyone was like, uh, Oh, yeah, no, oh, no, yeah. No, right. we're good, we're gold. good, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> Set it back, yeah. Set it back. So, but the show is so much better than the movie. What Golden Compass, yeah, the, the HBO show. Oh, I didn't even his know dark, it wasn't his HBO dark show. materials. Oh that's, oh, that's okay. I didn't right. realize that. That's, that's, that's the that's Golden Compass. That. Yeah, they they made it into a series. So Should Hallmark have done it as a series? Would it have been better? <laughs> <laughs> nope, it is way too dark for Hallmark content. Oh, okay. I just wanted to know. Uh, but... Yes, but go watch his dark materials. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. So I mean, I think that uh, we'll certainly get one more. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's so tough to judge box office receipts now because everybody's just like do they want the spin is the article being written with the intention of saying that it did well or are you setting out from a place of like look what a disaster this is and because nobody's really saying like nobody's just presenting the facts you know and uh, i don't know i mean it's like when a movie doesn't make a billion dollars it's apparently a failure considering like this movie not making a billion dollars internationally i think it would be because the amount of time and money that they've put into it so look if they want to go ahead and wrap up the story with one more i'm not going to complain i didn't even know that i needed this one i definitely like this one better than the first one although clearly i haven't seen the uh the first one in like three presidential administrations so it's (laughs) yeah it's been a while (laughs) but uh so are you does this movie uh, i'll ask each of you before we start to wrap things up does this movie make you more or less likely to rush out and see Avatar 3 whenever it opens, Marissa? Uh, less likely if I know it's going to be the same timeline. Because, I mean... What if sure, it's three hours I, and eight minutes? Then I might think about it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I, I think the thing is... three that, hour, one minute. <laughs> right. I think the thing is, is so much time passed from the first one to the second one. People wanted to watch the second one. But now that the turnaround to the third one is so short, I think people might be actually slower to see the third one. 
um, because technology has advanced so much in 13 years. The things that they did in 2009 were groundbreaking, and now the things they're doing in this one, also groundbreaking. But if we get another movie in a year, the technology is not going to be as groundbreaking from the second to the third. So I think a lot of people are really clamoring for this one, but not for the third one. They might hold off a while for the third one. Well, Flobo, the same question. If Avatar 3 comes out and you don't get a text from me that says, hey, do you want to come all the way out to Burbank for one, a free press screening, two, there'll be popcorn, three, there'll be sodas? Yeah, start with the popcorn first. Um, No, I I think I would do it. I I think there's enough goodwill in there that I wouldn't rule it out. Like There was nothing wrong with this movie or even the first one. I walked out being like, all right, that was that was a spider. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> would I see it first weekend? No, I, I think after getting a migraine, I would have to wait for 2D or at least wait to see oh. is that the frame rate issue got kind of mm. leveled out. But as a story as it is, there's nothing that did wrong and maybe go, oh, I'm done here, you know? So yeah, why not? Uh, and uh, what about you, Eric? Do you feel like Spider should go get his shine box or uh, will you stick around for a little while? Spider, that, that cast is bigger than your head. Uh, yeah, Spider, <laughs> oh, Spider Man. I, it, it's funny, Spider-Man. like, it, it does whatever Cam- Spider can, <laughs> or Spider Man, our other favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, James, you almost feel like. Spider feels like the character the studio would normally force someone to add. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, we need like a cute little feral kid, kind of like it's like Bob Bob Chapek's nephew, you know? right? Right, 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 right. What the fuck is he doing? But here? you know yeah. that James Cameron didn't take a single note, and this is that that's the thing too. It's like this is the kind of like not me. I'm not going to say it's like Phantom Menace in terms of quality, but when Lucas was doing Phantom Menace, no one could tell him anything. He was financing it himself, so. He didn't take a single note from any person, and you could see the result, unfortunately, of that. This one, these and- people gonna die. <laughs> oh yeah, no, there's uh, so many people got offended by one film that's set in a galaxy far away. That takes some work, uh, but <laughs> with this one, I mean, does it have to be over three hours? God, no. And this no. is one of those cases where I think like having a little bit of studio involvement would have actually really helped the storytelling. I, I think they would have said, hey, listen, like this middle is kind of dragging. Like, uh, Marissa, to your point, like this is this is not one of those old musicals with the the swimming and the, the people coming out of the fountain. Like, oh, we, it's, we not could, a, it's not a Busby yeah. Berkeley. Yeah. Busby Berkeley, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Like we, we could probably lose about 20 minutes of that. And and it would have been, I think, a tighter piece. I, I mean, I it sounds like in this crowd, I might have been the biggest fan, but this as much as I enjoyed it, as emotional as I found it at times and as remarkably spectacle wise it is, I, I, I'm not, it didn't excite me for a third one. Um, so I think that's our biggest issue here is, you know, it, it's kind of like matrix two. I wasn't even a huge fan necessarily of the matrix, like a lot of people, but I at least understood that. Well, I mean, it was groundbreaking. It did all these things, but matrix two came out and the third matrix came out half a year later and made half the money of the second one. You know, like they basically it was half as enjoyable. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. That's a perfect example, because I think that the the first Matrix, I would say, is is still a, 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 a entertaining, watchable movie. Uh, but I even in the moment, those sequels, I think when you make your sequels back to back, it usually yeah. 
Uh, they did Back to the Future two and three back to back, and uh, I, I, I Pirates like of the Actually, Caribbean, same thing. Two and yeah, three I like Back to the Future part. three mm-hmm. more than most people do because I thought I, it was fun. I did too. It was different, and uh, for me, Back to the Future two suffers from the Empire Strikes Back uh, problem, where it's like, ah, it's, it's an all right movie, but it doesn't end. You know, it's just like, ah, yeah, you got to come back for more because it's not over. At least this Avatar two, it does have an ending. You know, if for some reason, you know, they like lost the negative for three, there's like one or two like my, lightly lingering questions that you're like, man, I'm good. You know, this is it's it's over. It can be. They can go back to more. But then uh, let's not even talk about the Matrix four, by the way. Uh which, right. I was just yeah. going to ask, did, did anyone ask for Matrix 4? <laughs> Doogie Hauser, uh, because he got Keanu Reeves' accountant. That was about <laughs> it. But uh, NPH was like, I, I, I would be in another Avatar, mo- I mean, sorry, another Matrix movie. And they're like, I mean, I guess we make it for Neil, right? I mean, <laughs> if Doogie asks, Doogie gets. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Yeah. And, and look, here's going to, oh, that's what I was going to ask you, Eric. Uh, do you think your kids are excited for a third one or they're yes. just like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, I think they they would, I mean, third one will come out. We'll see it opening weekend again. I mean, I don't doubt that for a second. I, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt me for a second wanting to see the third one opening weekend, sure. but, but more in the way I just don't want everyone telling me what happens in it. Like, you know, I, it, it's not as much like I'm burning, like, to see this next one, like, I don't know, you know, Infinity War into Endgame. Which I mean, talk about uh, an ending of a film that made you so hungry for another one. This one doesn't have that, unfortunately. Yeah, even though you knew that everyone wasn't going to stay dead, you still were like, "I want to see how they come up with it." You know, that's and, right. Uh, having to wait for it for a year. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, seeing it with my kid will be a, a big uh, testament to uh, you know the excitement for what comes next because. If he's excited, I'll be excited. But I don't know. Also, I'm like, is he going to be terrified <laughs> after like 40 <laughs> minutes? There's like that part with like the shark-like creatures going after the kid. And I'm like, that's oh, the yeah. one thing where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be too much. Or your kids are bigger than mine. And, uh, you know, like until last summer, my son thought that Star Wars was going to be too scary for him. He's like, oh, maybe I'll watch it when I'm older. But then I, you know, as I've talked about, he wanted to see the uh, Jungle Cruise movie. He was the one. And uh, <laughs> he, he he liked it. But I'm like, there's stuff in that Jungle Cruise movie. I'm not even talking about the quality of the writing or anything like that. There's actual things that happen on screen that are that are scarier than anything in Star Wars. Scarier than Jar Jar Binks. I mean it. And jungle, you, know, like, you people, sure you took you him see- to Jungle Cruise and not like cruising with uh, Al Pacino? No, it's the same. It's literally the same movie. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah, it, or I think it was a marathon of the Love Boat. It honestly, it all kind of runs together. It's the same thing. So look, I'll be interested to see where it all goes. Um, and uh, yeah, the quickness with which I see something, I agree with Eric's point. It's like we live in the age where, you know, a show has a season finale. People on the East Coast are talking about it, you know, before it's even aired on the West Coast. That's why I'm so glad I don't watch reality television because, you know, like competition shows like American Idol and things like that. People just start yapping on Facebook about like, I can't believe so and so won. And then it's like, uh, yeah, we haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, But 
Uh, yeah, I mean, do you think I want to watch a Disney Plus show at midnight on a Tuesday? No, but I also don't want to wake up in the morning and scroll past the wrong thing and go, oh, I would have liked to have seen that for myself. I would have mm-hmm. liked to have Daredevil show up and, uh, you know, then be like somewhat surprised. So, yeah, it's a it's a lot of that. But uh, anyway, uh, at some point it'll come out and uh, hopefully we'll all reassemble and talk about it and we'll see uh, where everybody is sitting there. Uh, what is uh, something that you've seen in the last few months uh, that is, that you would consider to be great, Marissa? Whether it's television, could be a Hallmark movie, could be a theatrical movie, <laughs> could be uh, could be anything really. Oh gosh, because I've watched so much, honestly, and now it's all just blurring together, and I now I'm forgetting it's, that it's seen all anything. one movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. I mean, I just saw the menu, and. Uh, I've Which heard was, good things about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty good. Visually, it's good. Storyline gets pretty crazy. It's one of those movies where there's a turning point, and there's a clear turning point. You're like, oh, something's happening. I think that was probably the most recent movie that like really made me think and feel something afterwards, like viscerally have a reaction. Um, that and uh, Triangle of Sadness um, for probably I don't even know what that one is. In in the movie race that we're because we're now approaching award season, I think yeah. the menu and triangle sadness will like um, be big contenders this year. Well, not a big yeah. contender. The movie that I was very pleasantly surprised with, but it will be on no ballots at Oscar time. Uh, it delivered everything that I thought I would get from the trailer, and then had a shocking amount of heart, and I really had fun with it. Was Violent Night where David Harbour plays Santa Claus in like a diehard movie. And uh, I was like, God damn it. That was like fun, you know? And uh, it, it, it's not, it, it's not silent night, deadly night territory. Sorry to let you down, Eric. I feel like that's probably near and dear to your heart. <laughs> that's the only Christmas movie that was watched in the Connor household was silent night, deadly night. Uh, but <laughs> Uh, that was like the one thing that I saw lately where I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to get. And it was like, I did, but in a good way, you know, but, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be, uh, uh, up for any nominations. Uh, so, uh, Flobo if for you, uh, is it, uh, all just, uh, wrestling content has uh, been the best <laughs> stuff that you've watched lately. NXT UK. Is that really? Oh, the, yeah. the well, NXT UK has been canceled for three months, but I appreciate you know what that was. Look, I've read you is. on Twitter. Yeah, it's only yeah. three months. It's a yeah, good enough. It's, it's coming back. NXT Europe next year. Um, I do have uh, a podcast not nearly as prolific as yours, uh, called Flobo Soul on Netflix, where I, to make Netflix a write off, uh, I watch old Netflix shows and talk about it. And, uh, I actually enjoyed the the Slumberland reboot, the the little female Slumberland that gave it the uh, family movie uh, movie treatment uh, with the budget. Francis Lawrence from Constantine uh, directed it with Jason Momoa. I thought it was really cute and smart. Had a bit of heart. I first thought Nemo was a bit older for the role, but as the movie progressed, I was like, this is perfect. And so totally enjoyed that one. Did you watch the uh, the documentary series about uh, the kid who tried to get the Harrier jet from Pepsi using Pepsi points? No. Yeah, it's it's based on a true story. So, uh, all, but there, did you did it? Did either of you watch that, or is it, was I the only one who was dumb I, enough to watch that? I started watching a little bit of it, but yeah. I, it, I, I've it, been wanting to watch the rest. Actually, I thought it looked kind of brilliant. That story it, sounds it, vaguely 
familiar though. Yeah, it was like there was the Pepsi point. There was a commercial that said if you had seven million Pepsi points, you they'd send you a Harrier jet. So this guy figured mm-hmm. out a way to do it, which is interesting. There's like a, a there's like a, a real person who appears halfway through the series that I didn't know was involved in this. Whereas so it kind of like blows your mind for a minute. And then it's just like, you know, it's not a movie. So like the ending is you know, a lot of times when things are based on real events and they stick to the real events, you're like, oh, OK, I guess that's this. <laughs> real life <Yeah>. sucks <laughs> yeah no exactly like, oh, you know that's like uh, okay uh what about you eric if you're gonna give a a, a wreck to something uh, if i'm gonna give a what to something recommendation I was to oh i i don't wreck. speak this this talk this short uh, talk thing uh it's because you were born in the early 70s whereas i was born in the late 70s i'd like to think 74 <laughs> is mid 70s yeah i'm also very much six so i'm i'm the i'm the early late 70s splitting hairs, <laughs> early split. mid uh, splitting splitting what few years i got up top you're the late early 70s i think it makes sense uh well for my old man eyes uh and ears i so i feel that really kind of stuck with me one was marcel the shell which uh, my wife oh, and Jenny I Slate. saw. With, yeah, that was so good and so unexpected. And there's like so many moments where it just sort of makes you kind of like uh, the Mr. Rogers movie where you just oh. sort of stop and sort of listen and think. Wait, with, do you mean the Mr. Rogers documentary or the Tom Hanks movie? I'm not uh, the sure to- I understand. <laughs> 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 that was perfectly timed. Uh, the Tom Hanks one. I, I but, but I love the documentary too. The, the uh, documentary is so much better because you know it's real. Of course, but, but Tom Hanks is yeah. Yeah, but it, but yeah, Marcel the show. I think it, it's you know again we're using that word transcend. It, it definitely transcended its form, and I mean to think it just kind of came out as like a series of like cute little shorts. Yeah. But they found something that actually had some real meaning. Uh, I thought the documentary Fire of Love about the uh, volcano, what was it? Vul- Volcanologists is actually the way to pronounce the word, where they're a couple and it was all f- their footage over decades of exploring volcanoes, uh, including the one, and this is not a spoiler because it's the movie, including the one that took their lives. Uh, that one I saw in the theater. It sounds like a spoiler to me. No, but it's not, <laughs> like, it's it, not it, a spoiler, but they it, no, that's the whole point of it, though. Oh, is like this is their archival footage. Uh, it, just... it, it's like, uh, oh, I saw this movie Grizzly Man, and I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, Grizzly well, Bear acts like a grizzly bear in it. The beginning of the movie, <laughs> it, it's it, that's its lead, though. So, anywho, uh, that thought, and then everything everywhere all at once is it feels to me like that's the movie that seems to have a lot of momentum right now. And just the fact that I'm like watching that, I even watched it on an airplane. I tried to see it in the theater. It didn't happen, but I thought that thing was just so fresh and weird and unique and marched to its own wonderfully odd drummer. So that was one that for me lived completely up to the hype and um, love the performances in that. I'm glad to see uh Kwan is is getting so much like respect from it too. I I was worried he'd be sort of forgotten amidst all the other performances, but he really uh he's really surprising in it. So that's my three. I've really uh really yeah. stuck with me beyond but the of experience course, of seeing it. When we look back at the year 2022, there's only one moment in entertainment that anyone should be talking about. And that's Blackcast 500, where I spoke with John Lovitz for two hours. That's really what everybody should be looking back towards. But second to that is Blackcast 517, which we just finished right now, which was all of us talking about Avatar. 
two. Uh, I appreciate everybody who gave us some time. Let's uh, take a moment and let people know where they can find you. Uh, Marissa, where can people interact with you and what could they possibly see you doing anytime soon? I, I think you and Phil still <laughs> read books and talk about them. On, yeah. On, yeah so. <laughs> read yeah. books. Oh, <laughs> I was just so funny because we're actually covering a book tomorrow. Um, yeah, we're still big nerds. That hasn't changed. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm everywhere at Serifini TV, mostly Instagram. That's the only one I really stick to, anyways, because Twitter's exhausting and Facebook's exhausting. So, Instagram, uh, Serifini TV. I changed my name so you can read that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I read books, I watch movies, and like I'm an editor, so you usually see me behind the scenes, not in front of the camera. But I I pop up on people's podcasts if they ask me. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She does. She was on my podcast. Hey. Yeah, Flava. Your Netflix show. Let's talk. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And uh, Flobo, yeah. everyone knows that you're responsible for new content every day. <laughs> Where can they find it? Well, I'm on Twitter, um, which I do follow, TV, which you haven't done already, at Flobo Boys, and also on Instagram at Flobito, and Flobito.com, F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com. That's the hub. You have to know more about that. If you want to know the podcast I'm a part of, NewAmsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Is that the one? No, that's not the one I was on. Which one was I on? Am I on the? Was I on Flobo After Dark? Or yeah, what? you're on Flobo After Hours. Yeah, that was that was Pete. That was that was Tiger King era pandemic uh, where things were fun. Everything was fun there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Eric Connor, apart from uh, being a regular contributor contributor to Marvel Movie Talk on the Black Cats YouTube channel Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, where else can people find you? Uh, well, you could find me roaming the streets of Burbank occasionally with an old school wrestling figure in honor of Flobo. Uh, <laughs> with the original belt, by the way. This thing wow. is going to put one of my kids through five minutes of college. Uh, <laughs> Let's go, and, kid. Yeah. So, Cat uh, Eric Connor. That, yeah. Wait, that's, uh, that's the WWF Hulk Hogan? I thought oh, yeah. that was the uh the uh i'm gonna go hang out with bubba the love sponge's wife's uh hulk hogan that I figure actually... i keep in the original case. <laughs> okay, so no, that, that one's that one's one. also was valuable yeah that one's very valuable, valuable. Uh, and, and illegal. But by the way, don't don't pull the string and make that one talk. <laughs> yeah. You oh. don't want to hear what he has to say. Talk about after dark. Jeez. Things yeah. take a real turn as we go past 10 p.m. Yeah. But uh, once we get past the one hour and 10 minute mark, forget it. All goes out the window. It. Filter uh, off. Anyway, but where can you be found? Well, uh, you can see me, Count Eric Connor, C O N N E R, at uh, Instagram. Twitter, although I agree, uh, it's a scary place now, Twitter. So, you know, come by on Instagram, say hi. I'm hanging around Facebook with my middle name, Adam, as well. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun coming over and swimming in the waters with you all tonight. So thank well, you Well, wait, that. tell everybody where to find your movie. Come on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Other Voices documentary uh, is over on Amazon Prime. And I think it's part of Prime right now. So yes. as long as you paid for that subscription, which, you know, we all did. Just for the shipping, for but we still have it. So oh yeah, yeah. Christian hates real life. You just confirmed that a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I hate my life. <laughs> he just woke up his kids by yelling at that wall. 
So I'm look, gonna... they need to know that Uncle Flobo is responsible for new content every day. All right, oh, and I think it's important. If I want my kids else. to have an Uncle Flobo. <laughs> you can. Oh, thank you, Flobo. Maybe maybe you could be on New Amsterdam sometime. Yeah. Um, sure. All right, but uh, and of course I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Subscribe to Blackcast YouTube channel B L A D T C A S T to get the video versions of shows like this, but also the audio version is everywhere, except as I was pointed out to me by Sam Whitfield, everywhere except for Spotify. Uh, so I have to hmm. do something about that. I really just, I thought it was that. So that shows, that shows how much attention to detail this guy plays. Yep, that's what they call me. <laughs> old sleeping the, the switch, Blatt. So until, uh, oh my gosh, this Friday, we're going to be doing our Black Cast uh, Christmas special. So uh, join us live, Time TBD. But Friday, December 23rd, the latest we've ever done it because of the way that Christmas Eve falls. So join us then. Uh, but until then, we'll see you next time on The Blackcast. to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. Like The Bladcast on Facebook, follow at Bladcast on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, the man responsible for what you just heard is on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. If you look to the good side, falling down's a free ride, slipping and a-sliding in the mud. If your back is hurting, I can say for certain Treat you to a soothing bag rub When there ain't no hole in the washtub I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. Hope I'm saying this right. The Bladcast. Firestar. Over here. Coming, Cyclops. This is our other new member, Wolverine. Oh, you don't. Want a piece of fruit? Bye, everybody. Goodbye.